Okay. Dude, it's already a mess. It's already a mess. This, just so everybody knows, this is the first time that we're actually flying solo in the studio because um, producer Rick has taken a vacation. I, I don't know if we inspired that. I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> if you mean by we inspired, he's sick of us and needs a break? Well, that too, but but maybe like... Do you mean if it's because we've over-ricked work on all things Team Trevino? Yes. No, oh my God. The, he, he's one of the hardest working people. Like, I've met a lot of hardworking people in my life, and, and yeah. he's definitely way the, way the heck up there. Now... Um, and he's so good at... He's very, like, producer mode, like, always kind of keeps it chill. And even when, like, shit is hitting the fan, he's still like, okay, yeah. No, okay. he's, yeah, he's so laid back about it, but he's a really... So for Rick to say, I am taking a week, I feel like we need to be really respectful of that and let poor Rick take That's why I week. felt bad, dude. I, would, I had to text him, like, can you I, put the logo up? I like, didn't want I'm to. I'm sorry. I, know, I, I didn't want bad. to bother him. I was like, you bother him. I don't um, want to bother him. But I don't know if, if maybe it was uh, one of those situations where, um, you know, we were talking about going on vacation and Gigi was like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> They're going on vacation. See, Steve can take a break. Now we have to take a break. So I don't know if... if well, no, the if, next time we need to plan it better and take the break at the same time. Well, you know, for a, for a, for a while, I had decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show my my day-to-day, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm doing day-to-day. And I had to stop because I, I started getting so many people that were like, stop. My <laughs> wife gives me so much shit. <laughs> Because I mean, you know me, I'm constantly on the move, you know. And, and if they only knew it was just because you were avoiding coming in the house because you had a screaming, screaming, crying newborn. That's not true. Yes, it's so true. I think that's a part of it. Renee, baby, I've been, I've been, I'm that way even before Delilah. You, you're busy, you, a busy body, yes. But I feel like you kind of don't know what to do with yourself inside the house. So you've relegated yourself to staying outside. Well, no, after I've already mopped, after I've already swept, after I've already cleaned, then I go outside to handle everything outside. And and we don't, I mean, our house is not, we're on a, a one and a quarter acres. So there's yeah. always work to do. So there is. I think it's very unfair to you to say that I'm running away from Well, no, and then this baby. morning you're like, uh, I think I would be happier on two to three acres. I'm like, who's going to maintain two to three acres? Like, Me. You're crazy. Me. You're crazy. I, you don't have that much time. And I, I would love, rather your time be inside. I, I know. We, we've already discussed this I know, on the we podcast. we have already discussed that. I like being outside. I enjoy being outside. And soon, like Garrett, Delilah will be outside with me. Yeah. And I can't wait because Delilah's becoming uh, quite the sweetheart. And I love in the mornings. I wake up so that you can sleep uh, in the morning. I wake up early and I get her for her. First bottle of First the day. First bottle of the day. And she's like so happy. And she does the stretch. You know? <laughs> she stretches. And I, I just love it. It's the cutest thing in the world. And I, and I love it. So She's so great in the morning. Um, you're taking me off my game. How come, oh, sorry. How can we move that? Why did we move that? Oh, I'm going to Well, I, not, I am so self-conscious about things now. I'm afraid to get up out of Why? my chair. Because then people see my big old booty. I am never you wearing. You want me to do it? Yes, please. Okay, I will do it. <laughs> I'm all. I'm also never wearing white pants on a podcast again. I learned my lesson on that one. Why, why didn't you like the white and then, pants? Well, no, I just thought it was like why I, I was wearing white pants. We were talking about why I have not lost weight, and then I was hungry and haven't eaten, so I'm shoving food in my mouth the whole episode. It was bad. Well, no, but that's exactly you know. It's so funny that you know earlier you go, "What are we going to talk about?" And I go, "I got it. I got it." I didn't read the comments. I, I I don't know if anybody commented anything. I didn't read them. Did you read well, them? Well, no. I just like to have a sense of like kind of what people thought of the last episode so we can, if we need to make any adjustments moving forward on the next episode, we can. Well, I did read the comments. Um, and first of all, so many great comments. You know, I, I love when people say this podcast made my day. Yeah. It helped, it helps me get through work faster. Oh, know. I love when people are like, same thing. They're like really excited about it. And they're like, you know, I was struggling or I was upset about this and just like laughing and being silly. Cause I feel like what we do is kind of silly and frivolous. So if it helps people in that way, find yeah, a little I mean, laughter. I, I, we're a show, right? People, it's like entertainment. You know, people yeah. want to hear our conversation. Just Even like, the one person every episode who watches the whole thing, but then still clicks the unlike button. That yeah, one we still have the up. same amount of unlikes, which is hilarious. But, I think it's the, it's the same person. <laughs> yeah. They watch the entire episode and then at the end they hit the unlike button or I don't like the thumbs down, whatever the heck it is. Uh, but you know, and it's funny what the way you're talking right now because that's one of the things that that I wanted to discuss today 
was we, we did receive and by the way you know i i don't want to focus on the negative comments and i and i don't think that this comment was, oh, no, was no, negative. No, i just thought it was funny no no no. but what i'm saying is that that you know we are so appreciative of all the positive comments and we oh. love the positive comments yes. and and yeah like i said one positive comment keeps us going yeah right the, we could have 50 negative ones right but the one person that says hey we really enjoy what you guys do it's worth it to us. Oh, but the know. rebuttals are pretty damn funny too. Like, remember when I wore the denim jumpsuit with the embroidery yeah. on the leg that I was like so excited some, some about? Some chicks were like, someone gross. Did, someone did not like that jumpsuit. And then I forget what the comment was, but someone chimed back in at them before I had a chance to. And I just think it's funny. Um, well, so one of the comments, and I, and I thought it was really interesting. And, and it's funny that, that we started this way because one of the comments, well, let me start off by saying that, that there's a lot of things that I love about you, right? You're, you're a very attractive you have a nice butt uh, shitter ass. I think, we, I think where, we said that before on a podcast. Um, yes. Moving right along. Um, but one of the things that, that I have always found very attractive about you is your confidence. Your confidence, mm-hmm. your your thick skin, um, your, your ability to take a joke, right? Your uh-huh. ability to, to have real discussions with me, you know? And, and so one of the comments was, oh my gosh, like keep that private talking about Renee's weight and talking about her, her workout struggle. And, you know, and, and and one of the comments was like, oh my God, you shouldn't be doing that and keep that, keep that behind closed doors and blah, blah. And, and, and for, for me, what I want people to know is that I'm a, I know my wife and, and I know how strong you are. Right. And I know how confident you are. And I know that. Um, I've always been able to make jokes with about you my weight. about your weight yeah. or about your appearance, whether it's the flashy, crazy earrings you wear or oh, I forgot to put some on this morning. You know, sometimes you wear these crazy onesie outfits <laughs> with, <laughs> I love with, me a romper. <laughs> the ro- they're called rompers. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm able to make fun of it knowing that you have this kind of self-confidence that, that, uh, is very attractive to me. Yeah. And my big question is, go well, ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I didn't read the comments, so I, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I was thinking about, yes, you gave me a hard time for my weight last week. Oh God, I dreaded that. Why did I wear the damn white pants? And as I'm shoving food in my face, right. we're talking about my weight because I was really hungry last week. And, um, and I didn't think about any, and, and it didn't really bother me that much, but I did think that I had a moment where I was like, oh, maybe we need to be careful. And we didn't talk about this, but Weight is such a struggle for a lot of women very privately and eating disorders are a real thing. And I've, I personally have never struggled with that, but I know a lot of young girls and I know a lot of women. Oh, we do. all know that you don't struggle with <laughs> eating disorder. We all know. My, my point <laughs> is after the fact, I felt a little self-conscious that we were just so like, whatever about it the way we always are because no but i i truly real issue for for lots of women but i I also think think, i also think that it's something worth talking about right and and that women need to see women like you right women who who are able to talk about it uh, openly right i mean we went through this when we had our miscarriage where it was deeply deeply personal for me and you and and it was definitely a struggle for, for you more than me. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of people don't, I had, I've had a lot of loss in my life. Renee has had very little loss in her life. Yeah. And it was a deep struggle for us. And, and we had the pillow talk of, Oh my God, how, how do we handle this? You know, how do we talk about it? Do we not? And I, and well, I'm, you, you know, wanted me, to talk about it right away. Right. And I was not ready to. And I also felt like it's very delicate and not that you didn't go through it, but it was, it was me and my body. And I just felt like you were going to get so much criticism if you didn't talk about it correctly, because it, not because it didn't happen to you, but in a way, because you're removed from it in that way. Sure. And and I never worry about, did I talk about something correctly? Because the only thing I do all the time, (laughs) but the only thing that I can do, the only thing that I can do is, is, is reach into my heart and try to deliver a message the best way I think I can. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. I always try to do things with compassion, with heart, right. With, yeah. with, um, 
I mean, I was you know, more afraid of the criticism you were going to get for whatever you said more than us sharing a story. But going back to going back to your confidence, and and I think that when I do my act and I talk about you, that people see a very strong woman. Yeah, you know, they see and 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 I, to me, it's important to be able to have these conversations in front of people. You know, and obviously it's being filmed and then put out. But, Mm -hmm. you know, to me, there's something about you that, you know, for the people watching are going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you had that conversation. I know how strong you are. And I know that you know that you're smart and that you know that you're beautiful and you know that that you believe in your style. Like you don't care that somebody else doesn't like. Oh, I love that damn denim romper with the flowers. Right. Because you. You have no yeah. problem though. And, and, and yeah. I think, you know, I'm a lot the same way where I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you, you think, which by the way, now I'm real self-conscious because somebody was like, Hey, last episode, I don't think they said fuck at all. And I'm like, well, now I've said it three well, times. But- no, no, I know. I said, I gave us like a, a little um, cheering emoji and then someone commented under, they were like, Oh no, there goes the shit. They did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but you know, to that person and you're right. And it's going to lead me to my next conversation, a uh, point of conversation, but the fact that we are able to have these conversations, right. Mm -hmm. And, and to talk to you as a woman and get the female perspective from you. And, and to me, I think a lot of people hide how they feel. Right. Like you said, they, they, they deal with it on their own. Yeah. You know, and to hear you come on this podcast and say, Hey, I struggle and it's not easy. Yeah. And food is hard and I'm trying to juggle kids and a husband that, that travels and my business and the Captain Evil brand and, and all the things that you're doing, I struggle because I can't tell you how many times um, people have come up to me after a show, sent me a message saying, hey, you know, we're so grateful that you talked about miscarriage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that it opened up a dialogue Even between husband and wife, wife. right? Because you hold so much in. So, you know, that's why I think it's important that we do talk about the things that we do and and, and to admire the fact that that you are brave enough to get on here and go, it's not easy. I am too self-conscious. Yeah. Right. I I am. I wasn't happy. I'll think twice before I wear white pants. Right. I'm not. I'm not happy with (laughs) the way I I looked with the white pants. Right. No, I wasn't. But, but again, you know, you, you were brave enough to do it and yeah. you, and you did it. Yeah. Right. So that kind of goes to my conversation. I survived it. Well, I don't know what daddy Raymond and mama Mia did for you to be such a, a confident, strong person. And that leads me to how oh, I do think we... about this with Delilah. Is that where yeah. you're going? How do we instill that in Delilah? I think about it all the time. I think. It's interesting. I noticed the the first thing that you said when you were like, I like lots of qualities about my wife. The first thing you said was, I'm pretty. But you are. And I noticed, well, well, thank you. But I also noticed that in previous podcasts, when you've talked about Delilah, multiple times you have said, she's so pretty. She's very pretty. <laughs> but I I feel very strongly that I don't, that is not in my head, the way I perceive myself, I that's not where I hold my value. My mom always told me growing up over and over again that I was smart. And my dad always told me that I was smart. And my mom, my we, mom we would talked about that. My mom would even yeah. say, you know, she's like, Renee, you are so special because you're not just pretty. She so still said you're smart. So you, but she would say things like smart. that. You're pretty and smart. <laughs> But but, but, I mean, but, all, but but my point is, I never at, growing up as a little girl, I didn't think that my value was in my looks, and almost to the point where, almost to the opposite extreme, right? Like I think, I know this sounds shitty, and it's kind of like me too, and I'm afraid to say it, but like women have value in their looks for sure, and it can be used yeah, certain you, ways. And yes, I but, never, I was never even like savvy to that because my parents, it was such the other extreme. Well, no, and, and I, I do know that about you because there's times where you're like, oh my God, they're so nice to me over there. And I'm like, it's because you're pretty. It's because you're good looking, right? And, right. and, and, and ultimately, and, and of course this is shallow, absolutely, ultimately, when I wanted to get to know you, it was because of your looks. Yeah. 
right? Ultimately, I looked at this girl and go, man, this girl's hot. Look at that ass, right? Yeah. And and as we got to know each other, right? Yeah. And look, I dated, and just so you know, I dated a lot of pretty girls. Right. But they weren't uh, smart. They weren't confident. They weren't strong like you. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and I'm not... You know what? As we're having this conversation, can I interrupt? I just had like Can you a, interrupt? That's all you do. <laughs> well, no. I just had like a light bulb in my head. Like you talk about how you make jokes and they roll off the cuff and it doesn't bother me. But I'm thinking you've never made jokes about my intelligence on stage. You've never portrayed me and I as, almost did. Well, as I, and- stupid on stage. <laughs> and I think that that might, that might bother me. That would bother me more. Like, I think they're... Well, uh, <laughs> right. well, well, first of all, for those of you watching going, oh, really, Renee, she's, she's just a pretty girl. She's Captain Evil. No, Renee graduated from our high school as salutatorian. And had she gotten um, one extra point from the drama teacher... Uh, Renee would have been valid Victorian. Um, she graduated high school at 17 years old, went on to have a scholarship at NYU and graduated from NYU by the time she was 19 years old. So Renee is very, very intelligent. Was, and, was and I 19, 20? I don't know. I finished, 19 I finished in three years. Finished in three years. So just to solidify that, yes, Renee is, is very intelligent. You know, we used to walk into, I used to walk into her bedroom and, and finally they got rid of the shrine, but... <laughs> We you walk into her bedroom and it was like freaking medals at my parents' house, yeah, my, my childhood bedroom, and trophies. Like there was a freaking uh, shelf that went all the way around, <laughs> and the whole thing was Babe, literally. You forgot about my best all-around girl plaque. Oh, best all-around girl plaque! <laughs> like it was stupid, dude. Everywhere. Um, pictures of my high, my old high school prom pictures with my boyfriends <laughs> yeah, that were gay. Uh, oh, I'm just slipping it in. Yeah, uh, I, that's what I did with you. It's too easy. Oh. It's too easy. It's too easy. So, um, but no, I, look, I think um, you know we always talk. Well, but then, but then we always talk about the fact that um, you know when we first started dating, you know, y- you would always tell me, well, my mom says I don't need a man. And my mom says that I'm smart. And my mom says that, that you know, and, and it was like, okay, great. But you still have to clean around here. And you were you were young and you were like, well, no, why? Because I'm a woman. I got to clean because I'm a woman. Right. And I'm like, no, you have to clean because you live here. Because <laughs> we're both making a mess. Yeah, because we're both making a mess. I clean, you clean, and we live here, right? Yeah. Um, but whatever your parents did... You know, seems and and I don't know. Is no, it, but is you it know what? You? I think is it the parents? Is it? I think it's. I think it's my parents. I think we talk about this all the time. Like children who know they are loved are more confident kids, right? And so the more love you have around you, your grandparents. I mean, my grandpa. I was, I was his world. You know what I mean? But there's also, you know, we talk about it all the time. You know, not only were you loved, it's incredible as I got to know you more how sheltered you were. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you had this literally a, almost a perfect childhood where, you know, it was the big house. It was the no issues with money. You didn't have to clean. And, you know, you were the freaking leader at school making amazing my, grades. As like, long as I was like, as long as I, there was like a deal with me and my parents. And as long as you were doing what you were supposed to do and you were making stellar grades and you weren't getting into trouble and you were a good kid, you didn't have to worry about anything else. So I didn't what, have to worry. I didn't have to worry about doing my laundry because use that time to study and make straight A's, you know? And then you meet me and <laughs> you have zero life skills, <laughs> zero, zero life skills. But whatever was, whatever was going on in your house. Um, and, and for me, what I admire most about you is, is, is your ability to, um, to be strong. Yeah. Right. You, you, you know, you're not the, I got my feelings hurt girl. You're not the uh, afraid girl. Right. In in, in, in a room with other people, you're not, you know, somebody says something incredibly inappropriate and you don't drop your jaw. You know, cause I'm married to you. No, I'm but, like callous to inappropriate. No, no, but even before <laughs> that's my point. You would not have made it in the beginning with me. Yeah. Had you not been able to handle heavy conversation, right? And yeah. inappropriate 
conversations. But like, I think that goes back to that goes back to intelligence. Like my parents made me feel confident in the fact that I was smart and so I feel like I know how to use my words and that can get me out of or that can help me handle any situation. But, but, so I'm confident when it comes to that way. But if someone like if I make a legit mistake and I feel like it wasn't the smart move, if I did something wrong in a way that I feel like wasn't smart, then that's what gets me. Well, and and it's it's I, I've never I've never worried about you on your own. That That's another thing. Right. Like, you know, I'm not worried about you going out with your girlfriends to the bar because I know you're going to make the right decision. Yeah. Right. I also know that. Uh, if somebody hits on you, which happens a lot, fucking good luck. <laughs> you know, and, and, and no, I think I probably have resting bitch face most of the time, so I don't get hit on that much. But I, you know, remember when, one of our first dates at in Birds. I don't know. We talked about this on the podcast, but you're getting Ooh, hit on. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. But you're getting hit on, and I I took a step back, and yeah. I was like, I'll let her handle it. You know. Yeah. I ended up breaking the guy's nose, but. <laughs> But I felt I felt like you you handle yourself in a way that you're making it clear to this guy I'm not here with you, yeah. And I have I don't want anything to do with you, and I don't even want your drink. Like he he was not getting anywhere. And then when I broke his nose, it was <laughs> that was the most gangster shit though, wasn't it? His dude he he he, he whispers in my ear and he goes, uh, "Just so you know, little man, I'd fuck you up." Oh, and the minute he said that, I was like. You you just like referenced his height when he said little I'm man. Like, I'm I, like, my shoulders just curled up I'm to like, my ear. You have ear. no idea what this little man has been through in my life. Because I was like, we could have stepped back before that, but so once he said that, it was he, like he took game. a step back and and he goes, his buddy goes, "Is there a problem here?" And I looked at his buddy and I go, "In about three seconds, I'm gonna break your friend's nose." And before he could say what, I broke his nose. <laughs> and he was like six three. <laughs> No big deal. Oh, uh, but but uh, it was a long time ago. It was a long, it was a long, long, time, long time ago. ago. But I to, was nineteen. But to go back to, um, you know this this, you know I I know how to raise Garrett. Yeah, I know that I want to raise a good man, I, a hard worker, a man with respect, a man with manners, a man that that opens the door for ladies, a man that that respects women a yeah. man that's assertive so funny that you, you know, say that because what pops into my head is my my parents also told me like you speak mom was real big on you speak like a lady pretty girls don't say ugly words and then and you do here and they you sent do. me <laughs> here they sent me out to nyu and the, probably the biggest thing i learned was how to use the f word correctly <laughs> well you do well you do really well yeah. um but you know i i definitely know how to raise garrett i already know i yeah. know the things that i want garrett to be proud of Right. Yeah. And I think that with women, it, 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 with Delilah already in my head, it's so confusing to me. Right. Yeah. Because I do want her to be assertive and I do want her to be confident, but I also want her to be pretty. Right. And I want her to care about her appearance. You know but what I mean? But I think she will see both you and I be assertive. And so she'll, she'll see that all I the hope time. So. She'll be exposed but, to that But all it's, the time. it's also very complicated for the female in this world. It's very, very complicated. For sure. You know, it's, it's, you know. I think I know what you're going to say. I feel like I already walk that delicate balance being. Working with your me. Your wife and, and working with you. If yeah. You're, if you're too assertive, oh my God, what a bitch. Yeah. Right. If you're not assertive enough, they roll all over you. Yeah. Right. So trying to find that line of, well, and, and, and also it's difficult and you know this, finding that line of. I want you to have your career. I want you to have your worth, but I also want you to be okay being a mommy because that's part of your life and that's part yeah. of your job. You struggled with that. I, I for sure did. You know, I for sure did. This idea that, that I was not ready to be a mom because I thought that, I mean, you know what? My, my mom is a very selfless woman and she's, she's always worked and that has always been important to her to have her job, to make her own money for sure. So she raised me with, with those ideas. Um, but she was also such a selfless mom. Like everything she did was for her children. And so I struggle with it on a daily basis. I do want to work, but then I go through phases where I'm like, especially now that Delilah's little and we worked and tried so hard to have her that there's a part of me that just wants to be a mom in this phase and not worry about anything else. Cause I know it's just a phase, but we've also set up our life like that. 
we've worked very hard. And we used to have this discussion all the time where, I mean, we actually get into to big fights over Renee going, well, well, F it, I'll go get a job. You know, fine, I'll just go get a job. And then it turns into, um, okay, well. Well, no, because to be clear, I, I have a job in our company. Yes, of And course. I have very clear responsibilities. Yes, of course. Um, but sometimes it's really freaking hard to juggle it when your boss is your husband and you're working at home and it's both a blessing and a struggle. No, it is. And, and working together is hard. And, and <laughs> believe me, if I was your boss, you'd have been fired a long fucking time ago <laughs> because it, there is a, there is. And if we were married, I would have quit working for you a long fucking time ago. Oh my God. Dude. Like when I see like when, when Renee has had a job, I'm like, Oh my God, she's so good. When I have a boss that respects me and lets me do my own thing. I don't respect (laughs) you. No, I shouldn't say that. That's unfair. That's unfair. I shouldn't say that. Um, But, you know, it is difficult to raise a woman because, you know, and and in my opinion, and again, you know, all I can talk is from my heart, right? And and in my opinion that that we have gotten to the point where the, the house mom doesn't get the respect that she deserves anymore. For sure. You know, that woman, you know, I, and I, and to me, I think it's partially the female's fault. Oh, she stays home. Oh, she doesn't work. Oh, she's a house mom. And to me, it's like, hey man, being a house wife, handling the children, handling the home, handling a lot of what happens in the home, is a very respectable, hard thing to do. Yeah. You know, and that stay-at-home mom, to me, has just as much of a job as the woman that wakes up every day and goes to work. Right? It's still a job. Yeah. It's still... And to me, I don't know what happened to where we got to a point where that... And correct me if I'm wrong, that is looked down upon. Right? This, this oh, well, she's a housewife. Well... Dude, my sister for a long time was a housewife and, and she's one of the most hardworking people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And she's an amazing mom. I don't know. I think it's I think it's coming back around. And I don't know, maybe if it's just because I'm sort of in the mom trenches at the moment that I feel like it's coming back around. But um So uh, again, giving Delilah, you know, this sense of worth, making sure that she's assertive, making sure that she's strong. Yeah. Right? I don't want to raise a, a, a sensitive little girl, right? I don't want to raise yeah, no, for sure. I don't want to raise a girl that hears something inappropriate and oh my god, it's the end of the world. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry right? about that. I think you know, we're going to have to worry more about her saying inappropriate things growing up in this but house. It, but it goes back to Garrett, right? When Garrett comes to me and the other day at baseball practice, somebody told Garrett he sucked. Right? Uh-huh. And Garrett came to me and goes, Dad, so-and-so said I sucked, right? And I go, do you? Do you? I didn't go, I didn't run and talk to that kid. I didn't run and talk to that kid's parents. I want Garrett to deal with it internally and know that, does that hurt you? Do you suck? He goes, no, Dad, I don't suck. I go, then why are you worried about it? Who cares? Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know, that somebody said you suck. Who cares? But at school, oh my God, what happened? And the, the, you know, the teachers now, okay, well, we got to take this kid aside and get mad at that kid. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't care. There's going to be people that call, tell you that you suck your whole life. Yeah. There's people that are going to tell you no your whole life. There's people that are going to tell you that you can't make it your entire life. And either you run and crumble and cry about it. Yeah. Or you realize inside of you internally that none of that can affect you yeah you know so my question to you is you know what can we take from your parents that raised this girl that sits in front of me yeah that's able to talk about her struggles with i think uh, lots of love i think lots of of love because love equals confidence and i just think as a woman like I think it's really important to not place your value in your looks, right? Like we, we all age and things happen and, and, um, I, gosh, I hope she's smart, you know, like I really hope she's smart, but I also think there's even more power in, even if you, even if you aren't smart in thinking that you're smart, because that's confidence too, right? That, that's what makes someone fearless 
is in, in my opinion, is if you like, if you know you're smart and if you know, and if you're confident, then that breeds fearlessness too. Well, and, and, and that's why the same thing I do with Garrett, I'm going to do with her is, you know, the Trevino motto, right? We work hard and we never quit. Yeah. Right. That is my motto. Yeah. My motto is that we work hard and we never quit. And right. I always said from day one, I don't need my son to be president of the United States of America. I don't need him to be an astronaut. I don't need him to be, you know, some uh, intellectual, right? Yeah. I just want a son that works hard and does not quit. Yeah. You know, and, and that even means that if, if he's the man that, that is the janitor at the high school, you know, that man has a lot of worth. But show me that you never quit and you work hard at it. Right. You know, so, uh, and please don't think I'm talking poorly about janitors. Uh, I'm just saying that, Whatever job that my son does, right. I want him to work hard yeah. and never quit. And and that's one thing that that I wanna and, and for some reason and, and you know, I would probably say my dad instilled in me mm -hmm. that work ethic. Yeah. Right. And the we don't quit. Right. You know, we, we are Trevinos and we don't quit. Right. Nobody can make us quit. You know, we get knocked down, we get back up. Somebody hits you, you hit them harder. You know, and that's yeah. always been you know, and I, and I, I'm the one that has turned it into a mantra, a motto, right? Right. So every night, you know, I pray with Garrett and part of the prayer is, Hey God, please, you know, help my son work hard and never quit. Right. You know, so I want to put that, but in also having the confidence that you're smart enough to make the right decisions. Right. Well, you know, and, and I talk about that with Garrett all the time. And, and a lot of this stuff, I hope to continue with Delilah, mm -hmm. of course. Right. And, and, a lot of the things, and, and this comes from my dad as well, is that you know inside of you what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? You just know. Yeah. When you're making a bad decision. Believing in your internal compass. Yes. Trusting your gut. Yeah. yeah. If you know inside of you, I'm about to make this decision, I feel it. I know it's not the right decision. You know, and, and being able to put that moral compass in my son and go, yeah. hey, dude, make the decision. But if it feels wrong, guess right. what? It's probably wrong. But all I feel yeah. like all the things you're saying for Garrett are great things for Delilah too. Yes. Like doesn't absolutely. matter male versus female. I, don't, I like, don't disagree with that. But where it gets complicated is, like you said, your looks. Yeah. Looks and sexuality right? and your your looks, yeah. right? Your your uh, how do we how do you handle yourself if you're going to be a businesswoman? Right. Right? It's totally fine for a guy to play with himself in public and scratch and itch in public, but God forbid a girl <laughs> Right. Did that. <laughs> um, but, but also, you know, teaching her to, to, to deal with situations where, Hey, you know what, it, you, you know, do, I, I remember, I mean, you're a good example. You, you can hang out with me and my friends, the guys mm -hmm. and laugh along and hang out. Yeah. And sometimes it gets inappropriate and, and you'll speak up and you'll be like, oh, God, guys. Yeah. But none of us feel like, oh, you know, sensitive, girly Renee's here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody feels that. And yeah. I think that's a very good quality that you have. It's an attractive quality. It's a it's a quality that, you know, tells me because it, and it's not that you don't act like a lady. Yeah. Right. But you do have that fine line between, you know, being able to handle things in a strong way. Yeah. You know, without crumbling, without, oh my God, you know, yeah. they, they said that to me and it's like, who cares? Right. You know, let's, let's just, so, you know, when it comes to raising Delilah, I hope to find, you know, somewhere, um, between you and my sister Victoria. Yeah. You know, my sister Victoria does know how to clean. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> You make it sound like I never clean. My, my, I know how to clean. While you were gone this weekend, I wiped down all the bar stools because they were looking kind of dingy. So, so I wiped so down the bar stools. So proud of you. Let's That's put that hard. On the, well, no, let's when put you... that on the list of shit Renee does. <laughs> no, but I was home alone with two kids this weekend. So to manage to clean bar stools in the middle of it is, is pretty put it on the list. Well, I will, I will also say that, you know, when it came to cleaning, I, I saw a, a, a change in you when we bought a home. Yeah. There was something about when we bought that home that made you 
have more pride. Well, yeah, because you know? I'm not moving out of it when the lease is up. <laughs> but we do anyway. I, I remodel them. And we oh, yeah. <laughs> I remodel them. I fix yeah. them. We move. We rent it. And we keep going. Um, speaking of, so I, I got to um, busy, busy, crazy busy weekend um, this weekend, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those pictures were so cool. Oh, you're going to go straight there. Well, I was going to talk well, about yeah. o- Odessa first. Oh, okay. Go for it. Talk about that so I can eat. So... <laughs> You've been staring at your freaking protein bar forever. I just Um, want to eat it. You talk. I'll eat. Well, no. So, you know, I had Odessa on a Thursday. I was kind of, I was really worried about it. I'm like, oh man, like Thursday in Odessa, right? Mm -hmm. And then remember, we had another gig in Midland. So for those of you that don't know, Odessa, Midland is basically- How far are they from each other? 15, 20 minutes. I don't know my geography. 15, 20 minutes. And they're the only people out there. Like it's- their own little island, you know? Yeah. Um, but we did the Ector Theater, and I was the first act that they ever had um, as they reopened it. They reopened it. It's beautiful theater, top of, top of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I get there, and, and I was just so impressed with the city of Odessa. They had people to welcome me. Um, they have a new Marriott there that is beautiful. They put me in a suite. I, I walk in the suite and there is, a, and, and, you know, Timmy calls me gift bags, right? Cause there's always a gift bag nowadays, right? Uh-huh. There's always something waiting for me. Um, so what surprised me was, you know, not only was there something waiting for me, the city of Odessa sent me an entire bag with goodies in it. And not, when I say goodies, I'm not I'm like snacks, the, you know, yeah. I'm talking like, um, t-shirts and, um, leather bound notebooks, a leather bound notebooks. And, and, and it was just such a class move from Odessa. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just kind of like, wow, like, man, what a great move from the city, you know, to welcome me to town. And, and the show turned out to be freaking awesome. So is we, it like a, it's a city theater? Yeah, it's, it's a, a private theater. theater. Okay. But what's great is it's connected to the hotel. That's so crazy. I would I would leave the hotel and just walk to the venue. So it was nice, right? Like convention center style, right? The way yeah, kind of like a, like or... a convention center. So that was Thursday, and then Friday we have um, the Rusty Bucket, and uh-huh. that, and it, you know the barbecue is fantastic, and we were already sold there, sold out there, and it was an outdoor type of situation, honky tonk mm-hmm. um, type of situation, and and that show um, was awesome. I mean, I had a great time. Doing it. However, it was straight to bedtime. Yeah. Because I had to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to get on a plane in Midland, Odessa to then fly to... um, Oh, I'm not supposed to say the location. Oh. Let's just say I flew halfway across the country Uh to perform um, for Tony Robbins. I didn't realize the location was private. Why is that private? Because it's like personal personal space? Yeah, it's like their studio, like... Got it. Um, but we, I get there, and it's right off the plane, straight to rehearsal. Uh-huh. You know, they wanted me to talk a little bit about my career and and more so about, you know, my 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 ability to not quit. Okay. Right. And and that you know we ended up doing our specials on our own, and we found our way. Yeah. Uh, from not quitting, right? And, so and it wasn't stand up. It was stand up. Oh, it was. But they wanted me to talk a little bit about you know, my career and how, how I have succeeded. Okay. Right. Um, and then we go, I went right into the standup mm-hmm. and completely clean, but I'm in this like studio and it's like this 360 studio uh-huh. and it's like movie screens in a, like a kind of concaved and the curved TVs, the, like, like, a, yeah, but a freaking giant movie screen, one, size. Movie screen okay. size on both sides of me. And they have all these people from all over the world like Skyped in or Zoomed in. I or, saw that you know, picture. That oh picture so awesome dude, on Instagram. Was... So you can see all those faces and that's live. They're live. They're all watching it. I mean, okay. it's, a, it's it was, I think I want to say it was like 4,000 people from across, you know, their little images mm-hmm. is up there and there's cameras everywhere and I had to, you know, perform and provide them. And with this the, is how Tony Robbins has adjusted his conventions COVID. like in a COVID world. Yes. Okay. So now he does them... Live, live in front Zoom. of Zooms, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but the funny part is, that, you know, I'm, uh, I was doing rehearsal during break. Uh-huh. So they're like, all right, everybody take, you know, their 20-minute break or whatever. And everybody's camera's still on. So, like, one dude's got his foot up on the table, clipping his toenails. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, 
you know, somebody else is eating <laughs> chips and dip, you know. <laughs> Somebody else is playing with their dog. And, and I'm you like, can see it. You see them all. And you're like, do they not know? That's that we're, hilarious. We're all watching you. Yeah. Right. Um, and then like, you know, I was talking to the guy. I go, do they not know we're watching? And he's like, well, somebody, he's like, I don't think they do. Because he's like, we've had people like changing in the background. <laughs> like, like they have no idea. Um, but it was a, a crazy experience. I, I left Midland, Odessa at 430 in the morning, flew halfway across the country, woke up at 430 um to then come back to get home uh, to get home to you but mm -hmm. it was just a really neat experience and, and did I you get to see other people who were speaking or interact with other speakers or they kind of keep it all separate well that's what i was going to say so the next thing was that you know because i got there they wanted me there 30 minutes before rehearsal you're watching what everybody's watching mm -hmm. right so i got to see a couple of speakers talking about finance talking about um specifically real estate you know, and I got to tell you, man, it was, it was, it was one of those where I'm like, man, I, the energy that mm -hmm. they have with it, right? Like this, you know, they're woo and everybody stretch and everybody clap and here we go. And like, it, it's just, I mean, it's like a freaking show, yeah. you know? So then, you know, I'm waiting in the green room to go up and then the guy before me is specifically talking about how to create wealth with very little money. Uh -huh. Right. So, I mean, I'm watching this and it's interesting and you're like, oh man, I didn't know that. And, oh, you could do that. Or, you know, yeah. to him, him specifically talking about, you know, finance and, and where to invest and where he thinks you should invest if you have very little money. Right. Yeah. And then people get to ask questions. I mean, it was, it was a really, really cool, um, experience for me. I mean, I, I would like to do it for Tony Robbins, but live, mm -hmm. right. Because. You know, Rick and I were, were talking about it uh, very briefly. People have no idea how hard it is to perform not in front of an audience. Yeah. Like Oh, well, I feel like when COVID first happened, everyone was like, oh, just do a Zoom show. Just do a Zoom show. Like, And I'm like, you don't understand. Stand in front of a computer screen and do a show. And, it's, and, and there's something about... And, and even me, after doing... I've been doing this for 20 years. I still felt inside of me... Like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm eating it right now. Cause you don't hear anything. Like yeah. I'm performing. And I mean, I can see people like clapping. I can see people, you know, right. laughing as they're watching. But when you're not getting that immediate laugh. Feedback. It really feels shitty. Well, that's what I was going to say. I wonder how much of it is just like a human self-consciousness and how much of it is an actual like timing and skill thing well and i mean luckily like i said i've been doing it so long that i just did my bits i know they work right and i had to fight through the don't give up yeah don't don't look defeated don't bail don't look defeated because mm -hmm. i felt defeated when i'm up there and nobody's laughing it feels like defeat and it feels horrible yeah which goes back to like you know me and ty rivera were, were talking about it I've, I've had maybe three to four experiences where I didn't make people laugh in mm -hmm. my entire career. And it was the worst feeling I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I would walk on that stage like I always do, confident, I know I'm funny, and crickets. And they're not getting it. And yeah. they're uncomfortable. And... The feeling that I, and, and it sucks because so many comedians talk about, you know how it is, Steve, you know, when you, in the beginning, when you don't get any laughs and I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Other than four times in 20 years. Yeah. And I watched guys, as you know, all the comedy clubs I've been to in, I've spent so many hours in the comedy store right. in the improv, the laugh factory, the haha. -ha. I mean, I, you know how many hours upon hours, the ice house, hours upon hours of sitting there, either watching open mics, watching lineups, mm -hmm. and watching guys eat it. You know, that's what we call it, eating shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Watching guys eat shit night after night after night. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, that's happened to me four times. And if it happens to me again, I'm freaking quitting. Yeah. The feeling is so horrible. 
that the fact that some of these guys do it every night. Yeah. You know, and then there is moments where some of these guys, you realize that they don't know they're bad. That's why they keep doing it. <laughs> like they'll get off stage and they're, they're like, they're like, uh, hey man, you see my set? Yeah. And I'm like, did you? <laughs> did you see your set? Well, that because was, it like, takes a a big bit. You have to have a lot of confidence and ego to get up on stage and do that and to keep doing it. It, it is. Um, and, and a lot of those guys are now gone. A yeah. lot of those guys um, no longer do stand-up. And, and who knows where they are today. Yeah. But several of them. Uh, well, several of them stayed not good mm-hmm. and have a career. And it's unbelievable to me that they're not, they have zero, they're... they're oh, well, I'm sure they they work hard just in different ways, yeah. right? They work on other like, things other than the stand-up that make yeah, their career. The, like, biz, the business side of yeah, it. Yeah, like being friends with the right people, right? Well, the business side of it. Right, There's the lots, of, of it. lots of that. Um, but there are guys that I watched, you know, hammer it out year after year where, you know, now... One of them in particular, I'm not gonna name any names, but worst comic I had ever seen, eating it on stage. Yeah. And now he's one of the biggest comics in the country right now, and uh, in his defense, very funny. Yeah. Like very fun. I mean, really good at what he does. Right. But I remember, you know, 15 years ago, sitting in the comedy store, going, "What's happening right now? Right. Why is this guy continuing to do it?" And then you saw. Over time, because he believed he was talented, and he was, and, and he is. And stand up is like it's—I don't know who you, I don't even know who you're talking about, but like stand up is a very different monster. It's very, you hard. know, and you yeah. can be talent. You can be a talented performer or entertainer in other ways, but stand up is like its own different thing. It's an art. Well, and, and well, yeah, but that, that's why. Yes, you are correct, and that's why I have always said that this a stand up, a stand up is your best actor. Because actors can act, but they can't do stand-up. Because it's the hardest thing to do. Oh, I think they're completely different things, Steve. No, 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 no. Yes. No. I think what yeah, I think what you were doing on stage is when completely you, different than acting. When you watch people like Robin Williams and their ability to connect and their ability to Oh well do he's what they a do, he's a phenomenal actor you know, and a phenomenal comedian. But he came from comedy. You can always teach a comedian how to act. Yeah. You can't teach an actor how to do comedy. I don't know. Then how do you explain Chris Rock? Chris Rock is a comedian and an amazing comedian. He's not an amazing actor in my opinion. No. That's my opinion. But he can act. You find me an actor that turned comedian? Please. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's it's comics are well and and we have we have, you know, they always talk about in acting dig deep. Right? Yeah. They always tell actors, go dig deep. Well, comics usually have a deep well already. We're already a mess. Yeah. <laughs> we are already yeah. very, very deep down. You know, I always tell people, you know, when you, the, the guy that is positive, the guy that's making you laugh at the party, the guy that's the most fun is usually the guy that has the most pain. Yeah. You know, and pe- people don't realize that. Yeah. You know, people go, but he's always so happy. You know, people that, that are that are so concerned with everybody else's happiness are usually the ones with the most yeah. deep, sad soul. Yeah. You know? um, well, this is a episode <laughs> that we did on our own. I know. And we didn't have Rick here to remind us about our sponsors. Well, we're going to do it right now. Uh, Aztec Chevrolet, as always. And I'm very excited because we are going to film a commercial for Aztec Chevrolet, yes. a, a, a TV commercial. So uh, our friends at Aztec Chevrolet, thank you so much. I was um, browsing their vehicles um, yesterday uh-huh. with Phil and Tatiana because Phil's thinking about getting a, a Chevy Tahoe. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the, you know, I, I talked to Jerry and Jerry's like, man, Steve, we're doing so great. We're just low on inventory. He's like, we're selling vehicles like crazy. Sounds like um, that's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have. Yeah. So please, let's sell out Aztec Chevrolet. Give them yeah. a call. And then, of course, oldsaltcoffee.com. Put in Trevino. You get 10% it's, off. It's yeah. Trevino 10. Is Trevino the 10. Uh, yes. You know, don't do Trevino. You know, how do you spell Trevino? So uh, Trevino 10. And then a big shout out to um, 
the family, the, the primo, the cousin, Jose Trevino, uh, catching for the Texas Rangers, man. I'm so proud of you, buddy. Uh, check them out. Oh, and I want to say thank you to people who donated um, to the Leukemia oh, Lymph- Lymphoma Society um, on our behalf. If you guys donate, please make sure, because we want to be able to thank you and share that. So make sure when you donate on the page that you give us your Instagram handle um, so we can thank you as well. Okay, not to put you on the spot. And this was something else I wanted to talk about. Uh-oh. Uh, we're going to end the episode with this. Okay. And I want you to read it. Not to put me on the spot. Okay. We get so many fantastic messages, as you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got this message and I go, we have to read it on the air. Okay. So um, read that. This is on my Instagram. Um, go ahead. I would read Do we want to say his name or no? Yeah, you can say his name because he, he actually he. Did he say it's see. okay for yep, us to read yep. it? Okay. Robert Draper said, hi, Steve. I'm a newly engaged man and your specials have made me and my fiance cry laughing and pointed each other going, that's definitely you. I'm also a regular listener on the podcast and love all your specials YouTube bits. I wanted to thank you and your wife for bringing awareness to leukemia and how it affects everyday families. A little one in my family is on her third round of battling leukemia and the laughs you bring us are beyond appreciated. She's the sweetest little girl with a heart of gold and has a dream of swimming with dolphins in Hawaii. If there's any way you could mention it on your podcast or any other platform, please do so. She doesn't come from much. She has a great support system and a very loving family. Thank you again for any help you can provide and keep bringing the laughs. We all need it. You're awesome. And then he linked to... um. He linked to an Eagle Country online news website about a local girl battling leukemia for the third time, and she has a dream to swim with dolphins. Well, um, you know, we get messages like that. And you just... Yeah. So one of the things that Renee doesn't know we're going to do um, when she's ready, uh-huh. I'm going to donate all of my American Airlines miles. So uh, if you're listening, I'm happy to donate all of my American Airlines miles, and that should be enough for probably about two round trip tickets to Hawaii. So me and you will do that. That's awesome. So uh, That's awesome. That's keep, awesome. keep fighting young lady and, and we love you. And and you guys and please go to, um, there's a link in our bio, um, both in my Instagram bio and in your Instagram bio where people can go to the page and donate and just it doesn't have to be a big donation. Literally just like any little donation makes a difference. Awesome. Well, I am Steve Trevino and that is Captain Evil, Renee Trevino. And if you look back at some of the episodes, she wore that blouse before. <laughs> It's because my clothing rental box didn't come in. Bye, guys. (laughs)